welcome. Thank you those for those of you who are joining. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start sharing my screen to get our presentation going here. Oops. Oops. Let's go. There we are. Okay. Hello, friends. My name is Eddie Chavez Calderon. I am the campaign director for Arizona Jews for Justice. And today we're going to be talking about some, some really unique history here um, that um, was actually dug up by um, a family member of, of mine um, when we were talking about the, the cross-cultural um, and, and faith that we were seeing between our, our my Judaism and um, uh, my Mexican heritage, which was really, really, really cool to um, to to be uh, witnessing and, and to to learn about a famous man named Gilberto Bosque Saldivar, who was a Mexican diplomat. And the reason we really were diving into this is because we were realizing that there was a lot of of, of Judaism in Mexico, a lot of Judaism in Mexico, and we were trying to figure out, well, why is that? You know. Where, where is this coming from? Where, where could uh, the, the connections be made? And we started diving into Gilberto Bosque Saldivar. So let's talk about who he is uh, real quick. In his early life, Gilberto Bosque Saldivar was born on July 20th, 1892, in a mountain village in the southern portion of the state of Puebla of South Mexico City. Mexico City is currently the capital of Mexico. I was born uh, a little bit south of it, of, of Mexico City in the southern region of Mexico called Michoacán. Um, while younger, he witnessed the murders of innocent civilians in his hometown, and this moved him to live a life based off the morality and justice. He studied in public school, and while a student, he became a member of the 1910 revolutionary movement. At 17 years old, under the leadership of Aquiles Serdan Alister, Bosques organized the first national pedagogy congress, Primer Congreso Nacional Pedagogico, and worked as a journalist with several newspapers and publications. This is where uh, things really start uh, to, to advocate for, for Gilberto and his journalism, where he served as a state legislator in Puebla as a federal deputy in two occasions in 1922 through 1923, and again in 1934 through 1937. From 1922 to 1923, he represented Puebla as a federal deputy. He took part in the Constitutional Congress of the State of Puebla, Mexico, and he helped write the constituents for the State of Puebla. In the legislature, he promoted workers' rights he served as a delegate for the Congress of the Union of Electoral District of Izucar and Matamoros, Chuatlila de Tapia. In 1929, Bosquez served as the journalist in Department of the Press Secretary of Public Education and later went on to become the founder editor of the National Economy and Monthly Magazine of Economic Studies. Mexican President Lázaro Cárdenas appointed Bosques as the minister of, in France in 1939. Bosques' assignment, and this is where, where things kind of get interesting, friends. 
Bosque's assignment was to study the French and European educational system and to report on wartime conditions in France and in Europe. Being close to the president, to President Cardenas, Bosques would send reports of what the war recommendations about Mexico's policy and its neutrality in participating in the war. During this term, uh, this term as minister, Bosques witnessed the arrest internment of thousands of Jews and the Spanish Republican soldiers and others in the French concentration camps. This really, this was really a crucial for 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 uh, our friend here because as Bosques was starting to witness all of this, it was reminding him of what he had seen as a child. So this was really revolutionizing the way that he was thinking and he was seeing. And this is at a time where the the um, the German armies really wanted to get Mexico involved really wanted to get Mexico. And there was a portion in history where we had seen that Hitler actually sent a letter to send to Mexico saying, please just let us dock. And Mexico said, nope, we're not doing any of that. And while listening, we were getting reports from Gilberto here, who was uh, educating folks on what actually was happening in Europe. The conditions that the Jews were facing in Europe is something that he was seeing. So this is where he goes into rec uh, the rescuing of, of, of Jews, of hundreds of Jews and hundreds of, uh, of Republican exiles, uh, re Republican exiles. As the minister of France in Europe during World War II, Bosques witnessed the arrests and internment of thousands of Jews, Spanish Republican soldiers and other of the French concentration camps. He had, the, he had personally observed the roundup and the deportation of Jews in Southern France and was sympathetic of the plight of persecuted Jews. He sent reports of the foreign ministry about the conditions inside the camps. So not only was, was he witnessing everything, he was, he was making documentations about all of this. He was ensuring that people knew what was happening here. On his own initiative, he used his power to issue hundreds of thousands of visas to Jewish refugees in Southern France Many who were Austria, from Austria, Germany, Czechoslovakia, Belgium, Luxembourg, and other German-occupied territories. These visas were used to, ref, uh, to free refugees from both French and German concentration camps that allowed refugees safely to leave southern France to Spain and Portugal. Because of Bosque's efforts, he successfully successful, he he successfully convinced Cardenas and the Mexican foreign ministry to allow him to issue visas and arrange the transportation of Jewish and Spanish exiles. So this is where the, the work really starts coming in. One of, the first, uh, one of the first nations to really start to bring in Jews and, and really be a, a safe haven for a lot of folks, not just Jews as we're seeing that as well, Spanish Republican soldiers who were also getting persecuted were along those who, who were there. And, and this was an incredible because he was doing this and saving hundreds of lives, hundreds of lives. Even though Bosques had negotiated with uh, Vinci officials to help keep and, and, and be able to help refugees, he still had to uh, bend or break the laws to continue the work. There were many members of the Mexican foreign ministry who did not support his actions, meaning there was folks who as well were like, you know what, we can't just allow folks to come in. But Bosques' heart internally knew 
that he had to act, that he had to do something. But because of his actions, it is estimated that Bosques issue as many as 40,000 visas to refugees. Bosques understood that the visa for many of the Jews and other refugees was a means of escape for France and Nazi occupied territories. This is really incredible because he's thinking about long-term support for folks, knowing that the visa would be the clear cut answer to save people. And he did it against the grain, against folks who were saying, do not do that. We can't just allow folks to come in. We can't even get involved. We, we, we need to step back in this. Bosques understood. Gilberto knew that in his heart, based off of how he grew up, based off of witnessing the injustices and the dehumanization that he witnessed, that he had to be a part of the solution, had be, to be a part of the problem. And see, this is really resonating with me as a DACA recipient and somebody who has migrated into the United States, looking for a place of haven, a place of support, a place of starting my own uh, life up here, it really resonates and, and, and it is ingrained in me how uh, the support worked. And even stepping into our work here uh, with Uri Litsetic and Arizona Jews for Justice of being able to help for more than 40,000 asylum seekers. And that number really hits uh, with me in my heart because here in Arizona, we've been able to help over 40,000 folks here based off of our, 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 our Torah, our, our culture, we're able to really ignite the flame in what we're talking about in our support for asylees. So when I was really getting fired up about doing the research of, of our friend Gilberto here, um, whose memory uh, may be a, a huge blessing to every single person he helped uh, and supported, whose, whose families are alive, whose generations have been brought upon and were saved because of this man. And to me, in, in our organizational work, we're reminded of that, right? As we get closer to Pesach and as we're getting ready for our seders uh, this, this weekend, this is really uh, holding dear in my heart as we prepare knowing that the work is still happening, my friends. The work is still happening. We're seeing that we have an ability as a Jewish community to support the most vulnerable people out there right now. Hundreds of asylum seekers are here and we are there to support them. It, it really is uh, 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 eye-opening to see when folks get out of a bus when they're being released from, from government care and how things shift from being dehumanized to having hope. And this kind of just like, I feel like I can travel back in time and I could feel like I could, I could feel what Gilberto was feeling when he was saying, I have to step up when I myself, I'm next to my, my, my rabbi or next to my volunteers or our amazing team supporting folks on the ground where we see that we are called upon. It pulls on our heartstrings. I feel Gilberto and everything he's saying. I could feel what is happening, his commandment to support you cannot turn away. So we're going to continue here reading real quick. After he fled Nazi occupy, uh, the occupation of Paris in 1940, uh, Saldivar received support from the Mexican government to establish a consulate in southern France. He re-entered the castle and holiday camp in Mersiles, at which he did. He hid Jews and Spanish 
uh, from the Spanish Civil War refugees, maintaining that they were protected under international law and what he considered a Mexican territory. In these buildings, he organized shelter, food, medicine, schools for refugees. And like, let's pause here a little bit because this is so phenomenal as history tends to repeat itself. We're seeing right now that this is what we're doing. We're, as, as Jews, of knowing the history, not only in Pesach, but in the Shoah of, of what has happened, we're, we're translating all of our culture, all of our compassion, that just like trauma has linked, lingered in, so has compassion. Because we are working through all of this and doing it now, here and now. Helping folks with organized shelter food, medicine, and providing some sort of education for folks who are here. Isn't that beautiful that we can get, uh, we have the ability to re-help folks. Unfortunately, the causes are the same. Folks are still suffering from, from horrific acts of violence that they're, they're running away from, but the work is here and, and that's just beautiful. So it says, he organized uh, food, uh, medicine, schools, and for refugees. These estates served as large dormitories where refugees could be safe from arrest and deportation. Bosques kept meticulous accounts of funds that he'd received and distributed on behalf of the refugees. Oh, I think it went back. Um, here we go. In 1940, Bosques and Rodriguez presented the Lava and Pentinga government with a formal letter of complaint regarding France's treatment of the Jews and other refugees. He advocated that the terrible conditions inside the French administered internment camps needed to be halted. And other refugees um, needed the treatment of Jews and other refugees. He, um, Bosques and his staff made inspections, visits uh, to some of the camps as he wrote reports, which he forwarded to various refugee agencies and the Mexican government. So he made sure that this did not go unnoticed. Folks needed to make sure that they opened their eyes to what was secretly happening as folks were hyper-focused on the war. Did they not see the underlining of what the awfulness, the dehumanization was happening to Jewish and other communities? One of the more uh, per, uh, permanent groups in which Bosques and his staff worked with was the Avarian Fry and the Emergency Rescue Committee. The ERC helped rescue artists, writers, scientists, and other scholars using exist, uh, to exit visas from Bosques Consultant. Bosques also worked with a number of rescue agencies operating in Southern France, including Nimes Committee, the Nimes committee was uh, comp uh, comprised of more than 25 rescue agencies. So then again, I just can't help but to, to really ponder back into what's happening now, as I feel that we're also working in collaboration with various agencies across the nation to work collectively to ensure that our asylum seeking friends and migrants are safe and sound and have what they need. After 1940, Gilberto Bosques personally intervened with the newly elected President Avila Camacho of Mexico to help Jews and those persecuted by the Nazis and fascists. As a result of the ongoing deportation by the Jews, 
by the Germans and the collaboration of French Vinci government, Bosquez urged President Camacho, he urged him to have Mexico formally break relations with Germany and France. Initially, the Secretary of Foreign, uh, Foreign Relations disagreed with Bosquez, whose recommendation, but eventually Mexico did. After breaking formal relations with France and Germany, Bosquez prepared to close the Mexican litigation. As he was closing the litigation of his office was invaded by the Gestapo. Bosquez and his family and other members of his staff were sent to the city of Ban Gondensburg, where they were interned, interned by the Gestapo for a year, along with Brazil, the Brazilian ambassador de Sosa, the Dantas, and members of the Brazilian litigation and other South American diplomats. Bosquez and his staff were released in a, prison ex a prisoner exchange with Nazi Germany in 1944. And when Bosquez returned to Mexico City, he was greeted by thousands of people uh, he had helped save from the Nazis. After World War II, could you imagine just, just pausing right there? Our, our, our friend Gilberto here was willing to, to put not only himself, but his family, his staff in, in, in the front of danger because the overwhelming so the overwhelming urge of helping those folks meant, meant that any sort of prison or even in these cases, death was no barrier for him. And this is what I see again in, in, in our real world situations and how we see that we have community members here. We have folks in the Jewish community who step out no matter what. In 2018, when we started helping asylum-seeking families and we made the ask to the Jewish community, we said, folks, we need to rally. We need to rally now to support those folks who are coming without a bat in the eye, without any sort of, of questioning. Our office filled up almost entirely with donations from our Jewish community. Not only our Jewish community here locally, but we were getting packages globally. We were getting packages from Jews in China, from Jews in Russia, who were sending us donations in efforts for us to help asylum seekers. We were getting folks from the East Coast saying, Eddie, we are willing to fly down. We were getting folks from the West Coast who were saying, we're willing to fly down to ensure that folks are safe we want to volunteer. You let us know how and when to be there. This to me shows the courage that is brought upon resiliency. Resiliency of, of having been able to withstand so much harshness in the world that gives us the resiliency to act now. After World War II, Gilberto Bosques continued in his life of education, journalism, politics, and diplomatic service. He was appointed the Minister of Mexico to Portugal, Finland, and Sweden, and later was appointed ambassador to Cuba. Gilberto Bosquez has yet to be honored by the State of Israel, nor has uh, he been honored either in Mexico or the United States for his rescued activities. After retirement, the people of Puebla honored Bosquez with a, com a commemorative plaque in the Congress uh, state of Puebla. Bosquez died in 1995 at the age of 103. Bosquez died in the year that I was born and it, it, it has stuck with me 
um, for, for, for such a long time. And it, and it resonates with me in the spirit of, of, of heroes and, and where we are today and, and how that reflects again in our work. And now let's let's really follow up through here because um, we're we're this is going to be a thirty minute class, uh, so we're going to be stopping at the thirty minute mark here. So uh, how does this really apply to our work here? How 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 can we use this? This is one of the quotes from Gilberto that sticks and is engraved in in our advocacy here. It says, "I followed the policy of my country by helping." giving material and moral support to the heroic advocates of the Spanish Republic and the brave heroes of the struggle against Hitler, Mussolini, Franco, Petain, and Laval, Gilberto Bosques Saldivar. The work here we do at Arizona Jews for Justice and Early Lizetic is dedicated to protecting the vulnerable, advocating for the voiceless and being part of meaningful change that betters the lives of individuals Valley Bait Midrash, uh, another co-organization uh, and Arizona Jews for Justice finds inspiration and change root in our Jewish ethics and in our commandments. And we go about all the aspects of life in ethical manner uh, as demanded from the mitzvot. Bosques finds meaning in the policy of his, of his country, Mexico, and resists the forces of hate and was able to aid thousands of refugees facing prosecution by being a leader during the time of distress. Voskas was able to save thousands of Jewish and Spanish Republican exiles by fighting back and speaking out for those who couldn't. The legacy of Voskas' life on through the work we accomplish and the Jewish ethics we commit in order to improve the lives of communities through Torah, learning, social action, and leadership. This is phenomenal, my friends. I'm gonna stop sharing here uh, but this is uh, 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 such a story that is so beautiful that is, is, is very hard to find. It is very hard to find the story of, of my friend Gilberto here, who his memory will forever be a blessing. But this is so, so beautiful for us to be able to get to know him, get to know about his life, and get to know about the people who were saved. Because of Gilberto, now there is a Holocaust Memorial Museum in Puebla that opened up, that opened up in Mexico in commemoration of all the folks who suffered. There are folks today alive, lineages alive, families alive because of Gilberto. A lot of people nickname him the Mexican Schindler for his efforts, for his countless bravery and for stepping up to the call. So I guess more than anything, today's presentation is not only a presentation about Gilberto, but I, and, and what I believe is Gilberto's biggest mission, which was to implicate the, the social call of action for all of us to not only respond and, and see things are bad, but respond in action and saying that we must act. That is where things radically change, my friends. So I'm gonna open it up for, for uh, folks to ask any questions, for folks to, um, to share comments, feelings, emotions. Um, this, as y'all can tell, this was very close to my heart uh, of being a, a both a, a Jew and, and identifying as a Jew and, and identifying as a Mexican national. So I'm gonna open it up. Let me know if you have thoughts, emotions, whatever you're feeling. Go ahead and unmute yourself if you can.
Well, I thought it was very interesting and informative. I really appreciated all the work that y'all did. Um, I wonder why there's a delay in uh, recognizing him from uh, Israel and from the US and um, the federal uh, Mexican government. I mean, I think it's really great. Um, I wrote down uh, and I'm gonna look up uh, the Holocaust Museum in Puebla and uh, find out more about that. I didn't know about that either in the plaque, I, I uh, wanna look that up too. But why do you think there's that delay? Do you, do you have any idea? You know, I think that is, is just a uh, lack of, of, of uncovering so much history. You know, there's, there's so much that I feel like still needs to get decompressed, that still needs to get a, um, gone through. Um, because for the longest time, a lot of people did not know that this even happened, that this existed. Um, and, and to be fair and, uh, and frank and honest, we can see that the life of Gilberto was very humbled. He did not uh, talk about the work. He just made sure that it got done. And he, he did not want to bring attention to himself. He wanted to bring attention to the folks he was fighting for. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. So I'm gonna go uh, go ahead and close up today's class. Uh, short little 30 minute class here, but it, it feels great to get energized coming into our Seder, coming into uh, to Pesach, uh, to really be fired up with what we're doing, fired up about our movement and letting everybody know that, you know, the work continues. The work continues to be a Jew is to be a person of struggle and understand the struggle and be a helping hand in the struggle. Everybody have a blessed day. Take care.